Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Propaganda Hitman. You are listening to Propaganda Earth. The domain is www.propaganda.earth, and we are supported by the store and the blog. So if you visit www. Propaganda Earth, one word, okay, Propaganda Earth dot store, store is a new domain, you'll be able to find pre-probiotic blends specific for your blood type, and it's coincidental. Uh, yesterday, we were up in Connecticut, we're way down in Cape May, in a remote, undisclosed bunker, partially underwater, and through a blizzard, Quite a quite a snowstorm. I wouldn't go to a blizzard, but there were some real whiteout conditions. We drove and saw Dr. Peter J. Diadamo, the very brilliant, I feel comfortable saying genius, behind the blood type diet. And he was very impressed with Wheels of Steel and the work that she's doing to chase cancer out of her body naturally with their guidance and the monitoring of world-acclaimed oncologists and ultrasound uh, MIT-trained medical radiologists. Sooner than later, Wheels of Steel will be posting uh, her results up on the health blog so you can follow the progress, but understand that we owe much of this to the sanity of the eat right for your blood type diet, learning that food had lectins and they can very easily create immunological reaction. And if we've got digestion constantly going on with immune response, then there is just not enough immunology, immune response to attack the cancer. And we are doing all sorts of clever things to uh, trick the cancer and create a broader environment inhospitable for the cancer. So, on today's show, Wheels of Steel, what do you want to share with us? Um, what do I want to share with you? What's your first video? Hold on, I'm really busy today. Hold on, I got You're it busy, coming up. This is busy for your blog for the on well. The everybody's gone. Bel- you know, they're all mental. Liberalism is mental. We'll get to that. But here, what do you hear this one? Here we go. House behind me, he's now the London mayor, the first Muslim London mayor that we've ever had. He actually called upon the Prime Minister yesterday evening to come out and condemn it in far stronger terms. He called upon other world leaders to call this what he said was a discriminatory ban against people because they come from largely Muslim majority countries. Um, Sorry, sorry, that's not what our ban says, okay? Very clearly. It is a ban that had already been part of an authorization of the former black African president masquerading as a natural-born American and a Muslim, 
masquerading as a Christian. These were the seven nations picked out by the Obama administration. Don't confuse liberals who are radicals, anarchists, haters with the truth. If this were a Muslim ban, Morocco would be included. They're not. If this was a Muslim ban, Tunisia would be involved. They're not. Turkey would be involved. It's not. Welcome to the show, our secret listener. If this were truly a Muslim ban, Indonesia, a billion people, but it's not. If this were a Muslim ban, India would be on the list, but they're not. India has a massive Muslim population. If this were a Muslim ban, Kuwait would be on the list. So let's stop being so disingenuous. This is all about Donald Trump ending the New World Order, a new world order that has been in, in constant movement since the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, since Woodrow Wilson era, and then ultimately the League of Nations, the United Nations, and George Bush, the 90-some-odd-year-old vampire who has to be handed a coin with, the, with, with two heads so he can't screw up tossing it at the Super Bowl. This is not a Muslim ban. It should be. Am I prejudiced? Damn straight. Why? Because I have a sense of survival. And unless Islam is willing to go through a reformation, I'm not on a suicide mission. And I'm not willing to be bullied, browbeat, and harangued and harassed by liberals who are suicidal. Liberalism is a mental disorder. And we're going to have to fight this in the trenches of American politics, tooth and nail, every day, every night, every weekend, nonstop. This is a battle for the hearts and minds of America to awaken Americans that even if you had a loyalty oath that every Muslim signed, if you understand the word taqiyah, it means Sharia trumps their loyalty oath. You cannot make a loyalty oath that a Muslim can be bound to if it relates to an infidel. Christians, Jews are infidel. I've listened for the past... 50 years to Muslims in the Middle East calling Jews pigs, animals, swine, everything under the sun. I have no confusion who these sons of bitches are. What hate they spew. I never had a hateful bone in my body until I watched Obama lie about who he is and how he socketed us in the last year and a half of his administration, how we've got mentally ill people creating sanctuary cities. I have one fucking question. Where the fuck were they when Jews were being turned into lampshades? Where the fuck were they 
when Jewish twins were being experimented on by Mengele? Where the fuck were they when Jews were being rounded up by people such as George Soros? And their property was stolen. And their art collection looted. And they were worked to death at Auschwitz. And when they were basically walking corpses, they were put in the train and moved to Birkenwald, death. And the stench filled the air of the surrounding community. But you see, the Germans saw no evil. They heard no evil. They spoke no evil as anti-Semitism. Chiefly, 95% filled their hearts. And you think that would be enough, but no. A little nation the size of Israel, the size of New Jersey, is hated viciously throughout the Middle East. And the only way, the bombing. We're getting ready to go to the interdimensional gate. We're here in Los Angeles. I don't even know where this is coming from. It's okay. <laughs> if he's coming on, let him play. We love. I don't know what it is. We love Alex Jones. I don't even know where it is. Probably on his Facebook page. Why not on Facebook with him? Never know. One I only shot a couple months ago. Well, we'll play it. It's all right. It's breaking through. We'll play it. Chokes the werewolf on the wall. That's 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 David Cho drew that for me. David Cho, famous artist and crazy person. Well, we're about to do your world famous 90 million downloads a month, biggest podcast in the world. And I knew it was like 20 million, but that's just on YouTube. Alone. I don't think it's the biggest in the world. There's other ones I think that uh, are usually rank above me, but it's hard to tell. Well, those are the only ones I've ever I've looked it up. Strange. Those are little short things, but when somebody's watching two, three hours, then it's bigger. Mm. Well, the algorithms, iTunes has a weird algorithm, like newer shows rank higher, shows with more comments rank higher, and it's, it's very, it's, uh, it's not well, According like, to the street stuff, it's, 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 it's big. Depends on what kind of person you are. For If you're my kind of person, it's, a, it's my kind of show. That's why Alex Jones is here, ladies and gentlemen. We're here in the lair. We got Eddie Bravo over here. Eddie Bravo had to be here. Eddie Bravo was captain. Now, 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 you were being really funny before this t- turned on. Tell me about this new show. Oh, right. Right. Uh, you. Here's the words of volume. These girls are so serious, and they yeah. demand respect. I don't know. We were, we were pretending to, to, to be them. Here, go ahead. But if you crank it up, they'll probably remove you from Facebook. I don't think you're. No, they won't. Well, we're, we're giving commentary of this. Oh, that I see. We're going to show a small. We're, we're, we're reviewing cultural information under fair yeah. use. This is, I guess, this is like a new version of the view. There's a bunch of these shows. Because, like, women are home during the day, like a lot of housewives. She'd be, like, the first wife. Riding on my Air Force One. Kill that. Kill that before I my brain. She would be right away. Let's get back to your joke. And now for something totally different. Back to the show we were at. 
the Theresa hasn't been quite as Mr Khan, who was once a member of the uh, House behind me, who's now the London Mayor, the first Muslim London Mayor that we've ever had. He actually called upon the Prime Minister yesterday evening to come out and condemn it in far stronger terms. He called upon other world leaders to call this uh, what he said was a discriminatory ban against people because they come from largely Muslim-majority countries. Um, so, Theresa May, today... While it isn't... Who gives a shit, okay? We can't vet these people. We're in a war. We're fighting a war in Iraq. We're fighting a war in Libya. Fighting a war in Syria. We just had one of our SEAL Team 6 men die. And let me tell you something. News of their raid got out. So people inside that working with SEAL Team 6, mechanics, interpreters, somebody exposed them. And they got ambushed. And one of our guys is dead, and Donald Trump was there today to meet the fallen soldier at Dover Air Force Base and his family. And join in a prayer. This is an existential battle. And I don't give a shit what these pansy ass Brits. Who used to have balls and semen that spread all over the planet. And now the only thing they do with their testicles is ask the queen to hold on to them. Until they got the guts to use them again. Theresa May. How many times do we have to listen to these pansy-ass women in, in England who speak loudly and carry the tiniest stick in the world? Military is an embarrassment. Total embarrassment. And nothing's changed. The Falkland Islands, what the Argentines call the Malvinas, they were getting the shit kicked out of them, their Navy, until the United States under Reagan backed them up. And let me tell you, their military has only gotten worse and worse and worse. And they've been invaded by the Arabs. And if ever a country deserved it, it's England. But I think there's a movement afoot, not by the Boris Johnson scum, not by the Muslim mayor of London. But people such as Nigel Farage, who stood up and said, we're going to do everything to regain our sovereignty. I never in my life could imagine that Great Britain would have surrendered its sovereignty to Germany. My God, they fought them during World War II. And in peacetime, they hand over the, king, the keys to Windsor Castle. Sure. Another, well, another woman with a brain up her ass and her twat. That we've heard twice before in the House of Commons, both from her uh, Home Secretary, Amber Rudd, who said that this was divisive and wrong, this travel ban. Boris Johnson also said that on Monday. So she has very much stuck to the wording and language that her government... It's not divisive. It's called sanity. It's a survival move. 
We don't know who the hell they are, and I'm not letting people into my country when I don't even know who the hell they are. No birth certificates. They're all forgeries. Everything going on in the Middle East, forging money, forging American currency, forging birth certificates, forging visas. Screw you, Brit, because you opened your border, and you let the Calais border become a shitstorm of Muslims. How quickly you forget the British, the London tube and the bombings and the attacks. This has been going on. You have no go zones in your country. Communities. You want this in your country? Here you go. Paris, 2016. Scene from... This is a, this is Paris 2016. You won't believe this. There is beds laying all over the streets. Trash from one end of the town to the other. This looks like a ghetto. This ghetto looks like a dump. A well, city yeah, dump. dump. It does. I've never sheets. What is this? Bags everywhere, bottles. These people are pigs. I'm talking filth everywhere. Feces, piss. But it's all good. It's all good. And at night, these people... It's a ghetto. I'm talking... Look at this. No, it's not a ghetto. Now they're fighting with each other. The different religions within Islam. Hootsie, Tootsie. Shia. Sunni, Wahhabi, Alawite, these people just fight with each other. Look what happened in Canada. The mosque in Canada, the reason somebody killed them is because they were sending money. They were donating money to terrorist organizations. But that was Muslim on top. The guy that went in there to kill them was a Muslim. I don't get it all. Do you? But they said... They said that he was a neo-Nazi, but that was a no, lie. That's a lie. That's, no that's a lie. That's the same lie over and over and over. Mm-hmm. This is a lie. We're being lied to. Where's the investigative journalism? CNN, MSNBC, they have the attention span of a person with autism. This is ridiculous. Whatever happened to follow-up and in-depth journalism? Aren't they here to, at some level, protect us? No. They have a fucking internationalist agenda, and that's the destruction of America. America, how dare you be the shining city on the hill? America, how dare you be the police officer of the world? America, how dare you be? The global behemoth of trade. How dare you, America? How dare you dream? How dare your businessmen? Look at the approval process. This is the face of American businessmen. We're not living in the days when my grandfather in the 1960s was worth $4 million. You got Jared Kushner, who hasn't even hit 40, and he's a freaking billionaire. 
You're not talking about some slime balls in Silicon Valley who invent a concept and then do everything in their power to have restraint of trade, and their wealth comes because the premiums that are placed on the stock are, are like drug addict out of control. We used to have premiums of eightfold. Eight times was very high. You can't even put a premium. There's no P.E. ratio on an Amazon. It's the, the shit is the greater fool theory. And Jeff Bezos thinks that that is his company. It's publicly traded. He dominates the board. He dominates the agenda. He dominates the purchases. And it's a freaking monopoly. And it needs to be smashed into 20 pieces. Bring borders back. Bring tower back. Bring Barnes & Noble strong. Because this guy, through restraint of trade, monopoly power, and a greater fool theory in the stock price, devastated these other companies that didn't have a greater fool theory in stock price. A complete insanity has taken over the United States and the world. Any nation that isn't proud of its Judeo-Christian background has no reason, no justification to exist. And that's what's going on in Europe. It's been completely taken over by people who are very damn proud of their background. They're Muslim. And they're going to do to Europe exactly what they attempted, what they succeeded in doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. It was called the Dark Ages. When the most revanchistic, terrorist, destructive force ruled Europe, Muslims. And now they're doing it all over again. But maybe Marie Le Pen wins. And maybe a conservative movement steps into Germany to take over and return some sanity. And maybe the same happens in Italy when the people are fed up. Go on. She's being accused of burning a Quran. He's incited hatred against Muslims. He's directly attacked women's rights. Just what more does the President Trump have to do before the Prime Minister will listen? Okay, what we're talking about, attack on women's rights. I'm sorry. No woman has the right to infanticide. I'm sorry. Not in today's world where you can have an implant in your arm a woman. But the problem is, in the world of AIDS, chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, herpes, herpes simplex, herpes 1, 2, 3, hepatitis A, B, C, cytomegalovirus, Zika. you got to be kidding, you stupid bitches. 
that you're not putting a sheath on your partners, John Thomas. Despite more than a decade of Western engagement. One moment. You must be crazy, ladies. You want it natural, then you have a ba- then you get pregnant, and then you go running to the abortionist to murder the child. This child has the spirit of God in it. You have no right to murder your own child, you sick bitch. There's something called an IUD, an intrauterine device. What about the morning after pill? Put it in. Well, you rather murder? There's the morning after pill. How about a diaphragm, septicide, spermicide? There's so many options, but we've gotten lazy. And the invisible foot of the invisible hand on your clitoris, the invisible foot is STDs. It's rampant. Everybody in America is devastated with venereal herpes. Herpes on the face. Herpes in their eyeball. Herpes all over their mouth. And that's because we went through this glorious Steinem sexual revolution where nobody had to protect ourselves. She's a sicko. That's a sicko. She's nothing but a... She was like a... Pros- uh, well, she was a playboy bunny. I mean, she's no choir girl. Let's get real here. Well, anybody can change. Okay. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's fair enough. became a Republican. That's fair enough. Well, your Republican became a Democrat, then it became a Republican. Well, that's true. <laughs> I only was a, Repu- I was a Republican who became a Democrat because I couldn't stand the thought that Ronald Reagan, who I voted for, picked the head of the CIA as his vice president. And then came the shot to take out Reagan. And George Bush completely infiltrated with all of his appointees, that administration. So it's really easy for me to turn around and vote for Bill Clinton. But by the time he sat there and lied, lied, I don't want to have anything to do with either party. I didn't have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. The Democrats are the most degenerate party in the world. I mean, they're me- they're, they're, they're pedophiles, they're, they're rapists, and yeah. they make excuses for the yeah. most disgusting, filthy, vile, degenerate behavior. There is no excuse. What, because the Roe v. Wade? It's not the law. I'm sorry. There is no legislation called Roe v. Wade. It was an activist judiciary. They don't make laws. They interpret the constitutionality of a law. But we've been had a Supreme Court that's been so damned out of control for so damned long. It's against the American people. And it's against the American people. The judiciary is the branch that interprets the Constitution to call, check, and balance on a runaway Congress and on an out-of-control president. But we've had an out-of-control Supreme Court for decades and decades where they become the third branch of government, legislating from the bench, my ass. And hopefully it's 
ending. And Democrats will be happy with it. Because let me tell you, if you have a strict constitutionalist, there may be right-wing conservatives who want a ruling that they're not going to be happy with. And there may be left-wing Marxists who are going to find a ruling they're not happy with. But I am convinced that Gorsuch is going to look at the Constitution and say, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this judge is, this attorney is talking about before me, but he can't prove to me where it says what he says. Oh, well, we've got this court case and this court ruling. I want to know where in the Constitution it is. Don't present to me that we've had a runaway judiciary for decades. This all stops now in America. I'm sick of listening to these Marxists and these Muslims taking over Europe and telling us that we're racist. You've got to be kidding. I've, lit, I've heard nothing but racism in America. I was raised thinking I was a Jew. I learned through my 23andMe I don't even have 1% Jewish in me. But all I ever felt was hatred and anti-Semitism. When I lived out west with my blonde hair and blue eyes, I was able to just move in to some of the right-wing Christian movements. And the stupid ignorance that I heard. And the anti-Semitism I heard. I heard people that even still believed in the protocols of the elders of Zion. That Jews have blood ritual with babies and sacrifice babies in the woods for Passover matzah. This is the shit. But I've never heard the media stand up for Jews. But now they're in bed having complete 69 with Islam. And thank God for the American people stood up all across America to a robbery party, a party that lets dead people vote, a party that lets terrorists vote, a party that lets murderers vote, a party that lets 70,000 people out of prison just so they could vote. It's called Virginia, right before the election. A party that supports sanctuary cities, breaking the law of the land. Nobody has a right to be an American. They have to plead an oath, and I don't want an oath from a Muslim, because I know what taqiyya means. They don't owe you an oath. Their Koran is above your, your Bible. So they swear an oath that means nothing. It's like having their eyes crossed, their hair crossed, their tongue crossed, their toes crossed, and their fingers crossed. Because they look at you as an infidel, and they look at Christianity as a gutter, degenerate, infidel religion. And we're such schmucks. Oh, well, he said he wants to be an American. Yeah. Hello, fellow Americans. There you go. Run with it. Let this dumb bitch Teresa May run her mouth. Everybody else is. Already called for his state visit invitation to be withdrawn. Now there's 1.8 million people of the number of people that have signed this petition, which is calling upon the government to rescind, retract that offer of a state visit. Good. Fuck you. You won't make it if you try Brexit without us. 
You'll be buried. You don't make anything anymore. You don't manufacture anything. Donald Trump should still have this state visit here. So to get over 100,000 uh, signatories on any of these petitions is significant. It's so significant, in fact, Becky, that it means that Parliament will have to debate this um, on the 20th of February. So because more people signed to bring him to bring him here than not to bring him here. So, you know, here we go. Now, yeah, you, yeah, here, yeah, you yeah, yeah, here, you yeah. wanted this. I have something else to post. Here you go. Pay attention. In the twilight of Europe's forgotten war, not much has changed the daily dusk artillery shootout here in months. But oddly, it is the new Trump era that have put hopes up in this Russian-backed separatist area. President Trump's first day in the office. And in his entree is the question of should there be sanctions still against Russia? They were put in place because no. in eastern Ukraine, the world may have taken it out of its attention, but it is still this night ongoing. It's meant to be a ceasefire. We never know who's firing at who. But they say they do get hit here and blame the help America gave Ukraine when it said Russia invaded. Obama. Obama was to blame for this war. He sponsored with arms, and this is why they bomb us. Not just Obama. George Soros. George Soros funded this, okay? These aren't even Ukraine soldiers fighting. These are proxies fighting, funded. This is purely an effort to destabilize Russia. Talk about putting Ukraine into NATO into the European Union would be like putting Mexico, as I've said so many times in previous shows, having Mexico sign a deal with China and putting Chinese on the Mexican-American border, like hell. But when Russia speaks up, we still have these cold warriors like McCain whose brains are so hardwired, grooved in. There was once a cartoon in the National Review, the little fat guy named Mal, M-A-L, and he's standing on a record and he holds his hands kind of up and says, how do I know if I'm in a groove or merely a rut? That's what our political parties have been. Democrat, Republican. What's the matter? Nothing, I'm trying to post stuff. Okay. Republican or Democrat, Hoover Institution, American Enterprise Institute, Heritage, Council on Foreign Relations, everybody is a cold warrior, while China has stolen the hen house. We handed the keys to China and said, do us a favor, make us a copy and give them back to us. Yes, yeah, sure. Don't put in, make our cell phones, but don't put in any back doors. And, and what's the difference if they have a back door? You've turned over the technology, the manufacturing technology, the codes, the software, the schematics. We are an insane nation fighting the last war, not the next war. Preparing to fight the last war. Our military is armored up for a nuclear engagement with Russia. Not 
not learning Russian and having translators and simultaneous translation going on so the United States and Russia, shoulder to shoulder, can kick the shit out of ISIS from Syria to Afghanistan. And let me tell you something. They're going to hide behind civilians. Civilians are not innocent in this. Anybody in their right mind can leave an area when there's a battle coming. If they're staying, they want to stay. Don't tell me that. Nobody in their right mind would stay during an uh, an assault. They would leave their house so fast your head would spin. But we're supposed to worry. When men were men and women were women, we firebombed Dresden. When men were men and women were women, we massacred the Germans. When men were men and women were women, we dropped a nuclear bomb on Hiroshima and one for good measure on Nagasaki. And now we don't have the stomach or appetite to fight a war. So George Bush, what the fuck did you put us in there for? Because you're a mental midget who never fought in a war in your life. You had seven deferments. Cheney. And they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize. This is the insanity of the world. George Bush, one battle, two battle zones. Afghanistan and Iraq. And we burnt down the entire Middle East. And then the United States steps in to help Israel and to create Jerusalem. And Judea and Samaria is part of Israel. And they're going to call it racist and bigot and homophobe. You don't know what you're messing with now. You awakened America. And you're going to hear the good old words from the broad, the broad-shouldered, strong-backed people all across America. We don't give a shit what you think of us. We've never worried about public opinion. We do what we believe is right. And we know that when we do what is right, we're divinely inspired. And divine providence from the day this nation was founded, regardless of what you want to talk about, regardless of what you want to talk and say that we did genocide, we landed on on a North American continent that fundamentally had no written, no written language. No major monuments. No major buildings. Nothing. Just people who had spent generations and generations murdering each other. And we're supposed to feel sorry For people hooping and hollering in their primitivism, sorry. The world was built on the backs of people who work and bring a legitimate culture with them. And that's exactly what we did when we came to the United States. In 
2,000 years before Father Abraham, 2,000 years later, a con artist, caravan raider, murderer, misogynist, creates a religion that justifies decapitation, justifies putting swords up people's rectum, justifies rape, justifies putting women in burqas, justifies keeping them enslaved. And we have to listen to what their opinions are. I don't give a damn what the hell their opinions are. Until they want to enter the 21st century, and they never will. We'll meet them in the 31st century. A thousand years later. Because they are so backward. What do you got? Well, you're not done yet, but... Oh, Teresa May, you can shove her up no, our ass collectively. We're not talking okay, fine, go on. said it, and it was heard even around these empty shelves. I think they will befriend Russia and change. We don't have Russian forces here. Just locals who've lost people in the war and fight. With Trump, it could be better. In Ukraine, they tell us it's Russians. Snipers, they say, and holes in the ground from recent shelling. American-funded monsters. They can feel the somersaulting world order. Trump is far, and I am here. Is it possible Trump might recognize this as part of Russia? It would be good if he did. Time will tell. Would be good if Trump recognized that this border area is Russian and not Ukraine. In reality, not on paper. Even there's a little advice from their top spokesman. I have only one thing to suggest, that he listens to himself and not his aides. He will answer for the country, and his aides may pursue the agendas of those who put them in place. He should listen to himself and his family. Right on. They know, they know Donald. Not listen to the hacks. ...in a war with his so much richer neighbor. Tatyana moved here right on the Ukrainian front line a year ago and has her own take on Trump. He looks like an improviser. He says what he thinks. He doesn't make things look pretty, just says what he thinks. Next door is a minefield, and just back from a front line, they refuse to show us a small base where we can see America's limited assistance here. Amazing. Fighting against the Russians. Regardless of American politics, we will continue to fight for our homeland and for the return of our land that enemy occupiers have tried to steal and make part of another country. Once, they were falling over themselves for Western help. But now, two years and two American presidents on, there is an anger here. And perhaps ever more, a resignation. They will have to fight this alone. Nick Payton Walsh, Abdivka, Eastern Ukraine. Key word is Eastern Ukraine, the Russian border, where we have no business being. These are Russian people who live there. But Ukraine, under Vili, whatever the hell his name was, uh, the scientist, pro-Western, 
confiscated the land to begin with. It was a Russian enclave. We don't politics. We don't know our history. We're too busy with our head in Nintendos and virtual reality goggles, deluding ourselves, Soma, drugging ourselves with entertainment, constant entertainment, rather than taking the responsibility of being an American and informing yourself and learning another language and reading international newspapers. We should be ashamed of ourselves watching Chuck the Clown Schumer cry because we implemented a travel ban. I've never seen such madness in my entire life in America. What do you got? Um, well, you might want to listen to this. I'm not sure. But, well, I hear listening to Joe. He's supposedly has said, Joe Scarborough, I don't like him, but he's saying, listen, he says about Obama's statement on Trump's ban is pretty self-righteous in hypocrisy. Barack Obama actually had a de facto ban against Syrian refugees from 2000. 11 to 2015. Let's put the seven countries back up well, again. Let's start where, where the Syrian refugee the, crisis the, the, began. And, and by the way, the Syrian refugee crisis began because of Barack Obama's okay. inaction. Well, I think everybody will say, and history will say, the red line moment. These seven countries that were selected were selected by Barack Obama. These weren't selected by Stephen Miller. I can pound Stephen Miller into submission uh, rhetorically for the stupidity that he showed and the arrogance that he showed in implementing this, drafting. It was drafted like a seventh grader drafted it, but the seven countries were picked by Barack Obama himself. You couldn't pound your own mother into submission, okay? I've seen you in action. Garbro, you're not going to blame Stephen Miller. It was done properly. Donald Trump told you he will never telegraph to the enemy what he's going to do. Just like Barack Obama said that we'll be pulling out in six months. The minute I, if I were an enemy combatant and I hear that my enemy is withdrawing, is going to pull out in six months, I'd spend the next six months on the Red Sea at Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt, hanging out until these stupid Yanks leave. Well, Donald Trump told you on the campaign trail and in the debates, I'm not going to tell you what and when and how and give you the schematics. We're always going to take the surprise attack. And that's exactly what my president and your president did. He protected you. When you make an omelet in a week, wheels of steel, what? you make omelets, yeah. you make sunny side up eggs. How many times have you broken an egg in a week? Well, I have. How many times do you break the yolk? Mm, one. I'm not really an egg breaker. I'm pretty gentle. <laughs> I really focus on it. But it happens. What do you want me to say? Oh, it happens all the time. Of course. All the time. When I'm ready to, I have everything laid out, all the beautiful ingredients, and then I, 
What am I making an omelet? Yeah. Well, you got to scramble the eggs up, and you got to make sure they're all blended together. But then, when you put it in the pan, is when you really have to focus. I know. Yes, you can screw up many times. The hardest thing to make are sunny side up eggs. You crack many yolks to learn many. That's right. Many. So the point is. We're dealing with the travel ban. 356,000 people flying that day. And under 200 people were inconvenienced. I've never heard of anything like that in my life. What a small number. I know somebody was inconvenienced, sir. In one day, three flights were canceled on them in the United States because of weather. You've got to get over it. That's absolutely right. Would you, I would, I mean, would you want to just hop in a plane if the plane's not safe? I mean, I would want somebody to say, wait a minute, we're having problems. We can't, we have to cancel the flight. And, and I want to make say, sure okay, that fine. when I have something called ICE and TSA, that these agencies can actually do what the hell they're paid for. Aren't you sick and tired of paying trillions and trillions of dollars a year for ineffectual career Bureaucrats, we heard that that FBI woman in Minneapolis learned that there were people in the United States from Saudi Arabia wanting to learn how to fly a plane but not land. And we all want to know how that could have happened. We all want to know how that I think it was called Able Danger, where there was supposed to have been on the same day of 9-11 an entire military air exercise mimicking hijackings of airplanes. So on the same day it happens, we've got a war game going on in the air, and the air marshals and the Air traffic controllers didn't know what was real. Just add to the confusion. So we're respo- our government is responsible. They're paid to make the right decisions. And in light of today, in light of Germany, in light of these, what went on in the mosque, in, in Quebec... Canada, in light of San Bernardino, in light of the Pulse nightclub in the Vatican in Nice, and the shit storms in Belgium. Go on. A president who actually drew up kill lists and bragged about it to the New York Times, leaked it to the New York Times. Hillary Clinton said somebody should kill Julian Assange. Why can't we drone him? Murder Julian Assange. Syrian refugees for three, four, five years, except to man, sit back and have a de facto ban against Syrian refugees for three, four, five years, except 3,000 in, while small countries like Sweden are accepting 40,000 in, and Germany is accepting hundreds of thousands in, and then act shocked and stunned that the next administration is basically following in his footsteps in a lot of directions. By the way, he banned people coming in from Iraq for how long? How long was that ban? Six months? Six months. Six months. This is a three-month ban. But we've all got problems with it. I understand.
Barack Obama's not really the person to be talking about this. Well, well first, of, first of all... Right on. Barack had none of them can talk about this. I have something I'm going to read why a hitman probably has to go pee-pee, I think. But anyway... The Democratic National Committee expelled a candidate for the committee's chairman on Tuesday after he said he didn't believe his rival should become the party leader because of his Muslim faith. Vincent Tolliver, T-O-L-L-I-V-E-R, who previously ran an unsuccessful campaign for Congress in uh, Arkansas, told The Hill... In an email, he didn't believe his rival, Keith Ellison, Democrat of, I guess that's Michigan, Michigan should become chairman because of his Islamic faith, citing the religion's position on homosexuality. He's being a, his being a Muslim is precisely why DNC voters should not vote for him. Muslims discriminate against gays. Islamic law is clear on the subject, and being gay is a direct violation of it. In some Muslim countries, being gay is a crime punished by death. T-O-L-L-I-V-E-R wrote, Clearly, Mr. Ellison is not the person to lead the DNC or any other organization committed to committed to not decriminalizing based on gender identity or sexual orientation. I'm shocked the human rights campaign has been silent on this issue. A vote for Representative Ellis by any member of the DNC would be divisive divisive and unconsiderably, not to mention counterproductive to the immediate and necessary steps of rebuilding the Democratic Party he committed. Having participated in a forum for potential DNC chair candidate... Lisa recognizes the Democrat Party has to be rebuilt. Well, everybody's saying that, except for Chucky. Um, Nancy Pinozzi and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, they're all being a nuthouse together. Having participated they in are. a... Right. Having participated, the Democrat Party. Having participated in a forum for potential DNC chair candidates on Sunday, T-O-L-L-I-V-E-R, Tolliver has now been expelled from the race by interment chair Donna Brazil, who describes his comment as disgusting. The fact that Donna oh Brazil God. is the interim chair still is shocking that she was such a thief so she's a that scumbag. she passed well, questions. Hillary called her, a, uh, called her a stupid fucking buffalo and she still <laughs> No, those emails were all phony. That was oh, from the right. Russians. She's a good Christian woman. Yeah. Disgusting. She's talking about a guy who believes in killing Jews, and this bitch is calling it disgusting. Like they say, get out of my way, bitch! Exactly. That's what Alex Jones said. I love it even. Everybody says it now. Get out of the way, bitch. All right, now this is supposed to be good. Mike Pence is supposed to have knocked out. All four. Here we go. Nominations, the judiciary, Neil M. Gorich, such of Colorado, to be United States Circuit Judge for the Tenth Circuit. Mr. Gorsuch himself says, and I quote, 
Personal politics or policy preferences have no useful role in judging. Regular and healthy doses of self-skepticism and humility about one's own abilities and conclusions always do. I believe... Now, um, this is... But Chucky just got exposed by Pence. In 2006, he voted to approve G-O-R-S... Gorsuch. In the Senate. Pence tweeted and tweeted the 2006 video by Chuck Schumer voting for Gorsuch. 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 And the Democratic Party anonymously approved him. Unanimously. I believe that this statement also speaks to Mr. Gorsuch as a person. He is humble, unassuming, polite, and respectful. This sentiment is reflected in numerous letters pouring into my office from people of all political persuasions who have worked with him over the years. Mr. President, I yield the floor. All in favor of all the nominations on Bonk say aye. Aye. Those opposed say nay. In the opinion of the chair, the ayes have it. The ayes do have it. The nominations are confirmed. Forty-five Democrats in the Senate, they all confirmed it. And Pence found that video and tweeted it today. Awesome. Unbelievable, right? And it's up on the blog. It's called The Fatal Blow. Propaganda. Are we over? Is the show over? No. Oh. Oh. That's where you can see it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, now, uh, you can't see that. Because that I can't take that. I can't get that. I can't get that video. But you heard it. You heard it here at the show. Come on. Right? All right. Now, here we go. I have something that you may be interested in listening to. Oh, uh, here. Okay. Here we go. Now, this is interesting. 14 Democrats voted yes for every nominee. Okay. These Democrats are the type so, hmm, I don't know this word, S-T-R-I-N-G-E-N-T-L-Y, S-T-R-I-N-G-E-N-T-L-Y, stringently dedicated to playing nice that they have completely ignored the will of their consistent constituents and are handing and are handing our democracy to a tyranny no t y r a n t tyrant what do you think they will gain from going on do you think do you do they think republicans will reward them for their good sportsmanship or do you think or do well anyway this is um you want to hear the 14 that have voted so far yes to everything? The point really is right. that the Democrats believe that this writer is saying that what will the Democrats gain in the Senate? Well, he says, who are these Democrats who the are House? eager to find a job in a private sector? No, these people oh. are eager to make sure they get voted Back in for oh, being for cooperating because they're all right. up for re-election and that would be and that's Donnelly, what's going to be gained. Donnelly Feinstein, right? Yeah. H a s s a n. 
Hassan. King. Mm-hmm. Cain. Well, they're the obstructionists. No, Cain voted, so he might be, but 14 of these people voted yes so far on everyone Donald's brought in. Okay, good. Uh, Mick Caskill. McCaskill. Clara, Clara McCaskill. Right. Mm-hmm. We well, said they're all up for White House. Oh, most, they're all Schwartz, up for re-election. Well, right, Reed, we know that, R-E-E-D. Right. They're, right. they're all up for re-election. Warren, right. That's why... But it's kind of funny, right? That's why they're Laura all... Laura Ingram is going to be running against... And she'll kick his butt. Tim Kaine. She'll kick his butt. Now, I this is a federal judge rele- released indictment. Now, I don't know you if this is true. This is some vast right-wing conspiracy. Do you want to hear it? Sure. No, no longer has no people that question, uh, particularly in light of some of what we're now learning with... Obama's DHS attempting to to hack various state elections uh, after the people had already voted, but before the election had been certified. Good luck to any liberals out there trying to explain that one away. Uh, Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp um, tried as hard as he could to bring attention to that, but naturally nobody in the media covered it, uh, which is to be expected. But now uh, the Inspector General of Department of Homeland Security, John Roth, as of January 17th, was officially given the green light to go ahead and open the investigation into that. So Georgia is just one of three states that I'm aware of uh, that, again, Obama's DHS was trying to hack post-election but pre-certification of the results. Mm-hmm. Good luck explaining that one, folks. Uh, in light of that, you know, and in light of the reports that we now have coming out from a professor, excuse me, a, a political scientist from Old Dominion, University about the number of illegals that are alleged to have voted in the the election, in addition to what votefraud.org came out with, in addition to what uh, watchdog.org came out with, all the the lack of evidence that we keep hearing so much about, uh, (laughs) even though there's plenty just not being covered by the media, it's worth noting that in the, the, the trial where Obama's illegal or unconstitutional executive order granting amnesty was conducted. There's plenty of criminal activity going on in that courtroom, as the judge points out, and is highlighted in a recent Breitbart article, just drawing attention to some of what went on there. So before I dive into that, uh, this particular video, as well as the posted or it's contained within, brought to you by GetTheTea.com. And you, you can find a, a link in the note section to get the tea.com as well as to a, an interview I conducted recently with its creator. You know, whether you're looking for something to remove some of the toxins that we take in on a daily basis from the garbage food that gets processed or looking to lose some weight, I drink it to get more energy. Um, incredibly powerful stuff. I highly encourage people to check it out. Again, there will be links in the notes. But diving into this report from, or this, this article from Breitbart, it talks about how Judge Andrew Hanan, um, who is the judge who presided over Obama's illegal and unconstitutional you know, executive order. And at the time, I, I did a, an article on this or a post on this, but you know, it's come to light again because the, the judge issued an order at the time saying that the unethical behavior that took place in his courtroom on behalf of the federal government was nothing short of stunning. And to, to follow to explain what went on in the case a little bit, in, in May of 2016, uh, a U.S. District Court judge, again, this Andrew Hainan, I believe it is, excuse me, slammed the 
Department of Justice officials in, in like the worst way possible. He said that their conduct was not worthy of any department whose name includes the word justice. That is a powerful uh, condemnation coming from a U.S. federal judge. And they went on to say that, suffice it to say that the citizens of the United States, you know, their counsel and the affected aliens, as well as the judiciary of the United States of America, all deserve better than what Obama's hack job attorney showed up with. And he went on to say that the Department of Injustice under Obama reports to represent all Americans, not just those who are in favor of whatever actions the Department of Injustice is seeking to prosecute or defend at that particular time. So the, the end result never justifies misconduct. Good luck explaining that one to a, a liberal. The, in the, the May of 2016 order, he was on to say that the Department of Justice admitted to making statements that clearly did not match the facts. In most universes, we call that lying, but you know, Obama's folks always had a different name for that. And he says that the DOJ admitted that the lawyers who made those statements did so with knowledge of the truth. Again, that has a word. It's called lying. Now, the Department of Justice's explanation at the time was they lost focus and the facts receded in their memory or awareness. Can't make this up. The judge said he absolutely just wrote a blistering uh, report on this. He, he said that the misrepresentations by Obama's Justice Department attorneys were, were done on multiple occasions. It wasn't like it recessed in their memory more, just once or on one issue. That it started the very first hearing in the courtroom. That, and this is the judge writing this, that he was misled, misled both in writing as well as in oral statements, and that the government attorneys were attempting to be intentionally deceptive. He said that Loretta Lynch needed to, to file a comprehensive plan to prevent the unethical conduct from ever occurring again, and then he actually barred those DOJ lawyers from appearing ever before, ever again in his courtroom. Well, fast forward to July of 2016, the government once again you know, violated the, the court's injunction, and you know, this time the, the judge went on to write that you know, the court is shocked and surprised at the, the Department of Justice's you know, cavalier attitude that the government is taking. Like, what did Obama was lawless in absolutely everything he did? You know, how, how does that relate to you know what's going on with you know the current voter fraud investigation? Look at the people and why he was trying to repeatedly you know, get these people in and granted amnesty. And look at the time frame. You know, this was all taking place you know, again just prior to this election. So it's pretty clear what his motives are. There's plenty of reasons to, to lock up Obama. There's plenty of you know, worse things that he's been accused of, including by uh, generals and admirals in the United States military accusing him of outright treason. So there's plenty of reasons to, to lock the guy up, but while he was president, couldn't do anything without impeaching him first, and that was never going to happen. So good news is, is now that he's out of office, he doesn't have that shield, uh, and we can only hope, right? Uh, I wouldn't expect anything anytime soon, even on the open investigation, but uh, maybe someday, you know, Obama will find him, himself behind bars. I so hope so. This or, is called uh, treason. Pure you might be used if uh, you're not getting from mainstream media, for example, this in particular. You subscribe to my channel. Uh, if you want to make sure that you get notified whenever there are new videos, hit the gear or the bell, and that way you get notified when they come out. Uh, make sure to leave lots of comments in the comment section, and because I guarantee you there's people that do not know about this, uh, that, and those, those lawyers weren't able to sneeze on one of Obama's signature unconstitutional acts without permission, so don't be fooled into thinking that the it was on these lawyers, and they acted alone, you know, without his his direct involvement. Never. Any more than the IRS did. So.
certainly hope that now that he's out of office, more of these investigations will be opened. Precedent doesn't necessarily lend itself to that because that would only open up future presidents to, to prosecution upon leaving office. But like I said, we can cross our fingers and hope. Voice reason out. Right on. Yes, good. Great. What else you got there, Wheels of Steel? Well, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the Wheels of Steel tonight. You know, I'm just. Yes. We well, sometimes you run at 78 RPM, and other times you're well, running you at 16 in, so RPM. I know you get half nuts. Everybody gets half nuts with you. With me? Of course. Hmm. I don't know that to be true. <laughs> I'll have to ask around about that. But, but that's pretty funny that whatever, I don't even care. These people, <laughs> What I have here is suspect charged with murder in Quebec. Oh, I thought, he's a white, I thought he was a right-wing racist. That's the first thing CNN said. He was a right-wing racist. No, he's a Muslim. But that's, we all know that, that's. Old news. Oh my gosh, old news. But let me see what else I have. I'm trying. I had a lot of stuff. I, mean, I, have a, I I'm just trying to see this here. I'm just trying to see what this is. Oh, this is good. I like this. Because I like um, uh, Reince. Yeah, I can't. Well, his name is actually Richard, isn't it? Well, well his name's longer than that. His name is quite. Um, <coughs> Would you play it? Yeah, oh, I can't Because you're not really close, close yeah, enough to the phone. Yeah, but I'm trying so hard to do it. Okay. I'm trying to get it to yes. work, and I'm, I'm having a very tough time. I had a friend told me they couldn't even copy and paste something into their computer last night, and she's not nothing like I am on the computer. Huh. So that goes, yeah, I know. That goes to show you, and I'm like a... Well, not, welcome to the problem. problems in the world today. This I love. I love when he just, the way he talks. Here we go. Bear with me. Busy first nine days, so joining me now Turn it up. President Trump's chief of staff, Ryan Priebus. Mr. Priebus, welcome back to the show, sir. How's it going? Hey, then put your you phone got. right at it. With timing on the executive order and the sense of urgency in trying to implement it immediately. Um, was there any thought given of creating a 72-hour grace period, a one-week grace period, in order to allow... Uh, border Patrol agents to understand what the rules are, allow uh, agencies in the federal to allow to all the terrorists the to rush in. Yeah, right. Could have been avoided had you at least included some sort of timed grace period. Why was that? Your warning. Well, I don't think you want to have a grace period, Chuck, because Moron. then people that want to do bad things to Americans just oh, move up right? their travel date two days in order to Moron. get into the country before the grace period's over. Chuck so Todd, I think it's one what of a mental midget. That, uh, and if you ask a lot of people at the Customs and, uh, and Border Patrol, would just tell you you've got to rip off the Band-Aid and you have to move forward. And so, you know, it wasn't chaos. I mean, the fact of the matter is 325,000 people from foreign countries came into the United oh, States yesterday, and 109 people were detained for further questioning. Oh, Most boy. Of those were wow. Out. We've got a couple and dozen Chuck Schumer was James crying. He's the president of the International They're Brotherhood. Awful people that they will move and through, Schumer sat there uh, crying. Another half a day today, and perhaps some of these people should be detained uh, further. The CNN... Folks journalist was standing in front of the so, Statue of Liberty crying. <laughs> Wait, when you, do you know how absolutely stupid 
I mean, it's an embarrassment. Yes, Schumer crying. Do you know that he doesn't even look like a man? If I were from another country, Saudi Arabia, one of these countries where the men are half nuts to begin with, who really, I mean, but they're men, they're men, men, right? They're not frigging around. And they would, I would sit back and watch Schumer and say, oh, this will be so easy to go into America with this faggot. When you've got leaders like, like this. Like crying this little pussy. Yes, pussy, Schumer, you are a pussy. Uh, I'd have to say, this is going to be a cakewalk. We're going to take the whole freaking country well, over. Well, they thought that Europe was a cakewalk, and so far it's been. Yeah. You so saw far. the pictures of this. You've got the pictures up on Propaganda. Oh, yeah. Store I'm always posting the, stuff to wake people up. I don't know what it takes to wake, you know, wake up, like. wake up, wake up. I can't, I can't make people wake up. I can only lead them. I never in my life say anything like this. This, and I said to a uh, propaganda hitman, this country gets taken over by Hillary and her gang. I'm moving to Russia. We entertained it. Yep. For sure. Yep. Okay, now listen to this. I, Teamster, President Jimmy Hoffa. Here's what he's got to say about Donald Trump. Of Teamsters. I was James Hoffa. He is the president of the International Brotherhood of Teamsters. Mr. Hoffa, good to have you on the program. Thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here. So what do you think? I mean, he, he had a lot of uh, work done this week. He signed all of these executive orders on the Keystone Pipeline, on uh, pulling the U.S. out of uh, TPP. How did the president do for the American worker? Well, you know, when it comes to unions, I mean, we're talking about, wow, this is something. Basically, we all oppose TPP, uh, and with the stroke of a pen, he does it, what we've been talking about. Uh, we're very encouraged by that, and we've always been against NAFTA. We always said that TPP you know, was NAFTA on steroids, so we've got to be very you know, applauding him on that because we want to keep good union jobs I'm here trying. in this country, not export. What's yeah, the not logic, public. Jimmy, Jimmy Jr., what's the logic? of you being so solidly in the Democrat Party for Hillary Clinton. It was Bill Clinton who gave you NAFTA. It was Barack Obama who gave you TPP. How do you do the same thing over and over and over and expect a different outcome, Jimmy? They hit your father in the head because he was stunad. The guy painted windows. The guy painted walls and he did his own carpentry. That's what they did. Now, what are you, Stunad, too? Like that. And the same thing with Keystone uh, and Dakota Access. Those are big things. We've been talking about that. This will put thousands and thousands of union workers to work. That's important to get this done on time, uh, under budget, just the way we want to do it. That's an important, and those are good things that we applaud the president on. You know, I was, I was talking with the CEO of a concrete company on the morning show on the Fox Business Network at the end of last week, and he said that every billion dollars in spending, whether it's infrastructure, Keystone Pipeline, is equivalent to 20,000 good-paying jobs. That's the number, and that's the thing we're so encouraged about. Uh, and also, the other thing that the president's doing with regard to carrier air conditioning, with regard to uh, basically, you know, convincing Ford not to build that big plant down there and bring those jobs. Those will be union jobs. Uh, also, now Chrysler's saying, well, we're going to bring our, our truck production back to the United States. Those will be union jobs. So we're very encouraged by what he's done in just a few days. So let's see what happens. But, you know, so far... Uh, it has been encouraging with regard to bringing good jobs back here and, and putting Americans back to work. 
and that's important. Really interesting to hear you speak this way because oftentimes the public believes that the unions are with the Democrats and Donald Trump is a Republican. Have you met with the, with, with the president already and uh, you're supportive, obviously? Well, what I did was I basically met with the president, who I met before, and I basically said, where we can find areas to work with you on, we're going to do that. Uh, if there's any areas that hurt workers, we're going to be against you. But we basically want to find things that we can do together. And so far, we are finding those. You know, it's interesting because the unions really could not deliver the vote for Hillary Clinton. There was a big portion of lots of unions that were actually in the corner of Donald Trump for this very reason. He was promising putting people to work, and that's what we're seeing right now. What kind of a working relationship do you envision between the Teamsters and President Trump? Well, we're going to have to see how this works out. As I said, where we can find areas to work with them, we want to do that. I think there has to be some bipartisan things with regard to some of the big projects like infrastructure. Uh, we want to work with them on that. We want to find areas that we can work on, and we just hope that we can keep doing that. We want to be successful. We want the unions to be successful. We want the American worker to be successful. And if that includes working with the president, we certainly will do that. He is the president, and we intend to work with him where we can. And, and Mick Mulvaney, the, the uh, nominee who he has chosen. Tell that to Chucky e. Schumer. He's probably crying again just hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got there, Wheels of Steel? Hold on. I, you know, I got a new protocol. I'm trying to get everything together. Hold on. Let me see what I have. Okay, that was. All right. Now let me see what else I got. Well, you might like this one. I do. Because I think it's, you know, people don't understand what's going on in this country. Hold on. Especially the Brits. Yeah. Okay, so this is for the Brits. The but I don't even is, understand what's going on in their me. country. This is for the Brits. This is a What is your name? And, and where do you live? You store now. Where do you live now? In Dearborn, Michigan. And you are a Lebanese Christian. How is your life here in Dearborn? Actually, in the beginning, I thought it was going to be fine. But apparently, it wasn't. It's a shame. It was hard to get a job in an Arabic place. Like, if I want to work in meat, they said, no, because you're Christian, you can't work. Right. The Arab showing prejudice to the Christian. You're going to come here and work for me. So I didn't have a lot of opportunity of working in restaurants or so you were, places. So you were discriminated against due to your so Christianity. Yeah. But I don't have By Muslims, because they're the religion of peace. And it wasn't that easy, like, especially where I used to live back in Libya. It was difficult, difficult to fit, especially because of my name and my religion. Like, I used to have daily, like, at least two fights over my religion. Like, the way the most Muslims see it is, like, Christianity are slaves. And they can do whatever they want for them instead of being like peaceful religion. No, they just have hate for us. Like they can basically do you do whatever they want for us. Like Christians are there basically their slaves. For most Muslims. I mean, now the Christ now this is the prejudice in Libya. No, this is in Dearborn. This is the prejudice in Libya that he experienced as a Muslim. Sadly probably very limited financially. He moves to Dearborn, 
which is a complete psychopath Muslim enclave. Which he's a, he's a Christian. And he's a Christian, but he's also North African Libyan. And he's experiencing the same prejudice and hatred here in Dearborn from his Muslim brethren, the religion of peace. So they bring their same shit here. And they will. Okay? All their crap, all their rivalries, all their blood feuds will be brought right here. Just like that freak from uh, Korea. Because one Korean, they were at a, a comedy event, and a Korean, in true American fashion, crossed his legs and had the foot showing upward. And another Korean killed him. Because it's a disgrace in Korea to show another human being the bottom of your shoe. So they bring their gutter beliefs and their primitivism to the United States to fight out their blood battles. Now you can say we dealt with that when it came to the Gambinos and the uh, the... Colombo family and the Gambino and the Scarfo and all the different Italian gangs. But the one thing that they had in common, they were happy to be American. They recognized that there was something called the Constitution and it wasn't subservient to the Mafia Oath we at least understood where these people were coming from because they had such an established group here. And one generation later, one generation later, their children are citizens, working hard, part of the American dream. But that's not what's going on with these Arabs. As long as they have that religion... That religion tells them that Christians, Jews, are animals, subservient, to be enslaved. So let's finish up with this fella. Yes, sir. I'll be back. The educated Muslims see it different ways. Like 70% of Muslims think the way I see it, the way they treat me, 30% of them are fine. And I have, like, two friends that are Muslim. Are, we're in close. They stand up with me in any fight I have or any problem. But it was really difficult. And that fled over here into Dearborn? Sort of, yes. How so? Like, it's about the job. About my work where I used to work, I had a fight with a Muslim guy. Over because he was speaking something about Christianity, and I proved him wrong. And I told him, how would you believe in a prophet if he marries a nine years old? How would you believe in a prophet that goes to war? So he started like pushing and we got into a fight and I got fired over it because I spoke about religion at work. And he's the one that started it. But I got the one paid for it. And how how about with your family? Does your family encounter the same type of prejudice here in Dearborn? Basically my family don't face it a lot because they don't stay around them that much. Like basically at work, they don't face what I face. 
they basically don't go into religion. So, but I try to preach about Jesus, and then they start thinking I'm being racist, and they start hating on me and making fun of me, and just discriminating. Are the police here helpful in protecting you? I never came and complained because it's useless. Most of your police are Muslims anyway, so basically, who's, who's they going to believe? Me? I'm one Christian. Most of the Nobody Dearborn police are Muslim. So it's systemic. Here so it's in useless. Dearborn, the racism and the bigotry. Especially they use you to. They like try to get whatever they can out of you. With money, with using you to do stuff for them, acting like they're really nice to you, but they're not. They talk a lot of stuff behind your back. And I was really shocked. I wasn't expecting that. Especially I'm here in America. They shouldn't be caring about what religion you are. I mean, religion is communication. You have to care about who you're communicating with, not what the race is or what the religion is. Now, when you said that uh, here in Dearborn, that the Middle East has led over here to Dearborn, what is the makeup of the community of Dearborn as far as the different sects, how they operate? Is it tribal? Is it, are they assimilating into the culture? Or well, from what I see, I just see that Muslims are trying to get, they basically, I want to tell every American girl out there, and he wasn't just saying he loves you, it's just a lie. They're just trying to get one thing out of you, and the second thing, they just use everything in America. They think they're slaves for Christian, not basically Americans, but I'm speaking Americans because they're the only most left out being Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, basically they just feel like we're slaves, and their Quran is like, anybody not Muslim is your slave. That's what I've been told. I mean, what kind of religion is that? And that includes American Christians. And how, what is the opinion of the Muslim community here against the Jews? They basically, like every normal, between young ages, they don't know nothing about religion, but all they know is Jews don't believe in God, and they don't deserve to be alive. Christians, they don't believe in Prophet Muhammad, they don't deserve to be alive. Stupidness. They need to be wise and more open instead of just following what somebody says or now, believing. Now, how prevalent is the Sunni Shia rift here in Dearborn? Two of my friends are Sunnis, all the Shias that I have problems with. Shia basically don't believe in Prophet Muhammad as much as Sunnis do. Sunnis don't make cut that much trouble. They're more religious. They see by their own selves. But the Shia are the most, most, most like non-communicating people. They can't talk with them. Like, they believe in Hassan Hussein more than Prophet Muhammad. Like, one time, somebody swore to me in his name, lying. And I was like, whatever, that's bullshit that you're lying. He was like, no, don't say that. And basically, that's Jesus and stuff like that. I mean, I just walk away. I can't talk with somebody not educated. I just ignore. I just listen from one ear and take it off the other ear. Well, I'm going to complain to the police who like stay away from me. But all I say is like, our church, we can't ring the bells. Like, Sunday masses, why can't I ring the bell? I used to enjoy it back in Lebanon, I used to ring my bell. Here, if you go to Hamtramck, you hear the mosques. The praying out loud, and speak in front of the mosque, 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, why can't we ring our bell if they can do that? Now, who's stopping you from ringing the bell? City. Get the city allowed the uh, loudspeaker for the call to prayer. I don't even know if the city knows about it in Tramic because they're all moving. Wow. This is a closed city. This is the Middle East here in America. Sort of. 
I was shocked. There's more people here. Absolutely unconstitutional. The establishment of a of a of a religion. Now go with law. So Libya with security that nobody will come and take you in the house. Now you've you've identified the problem. Is there a solution? I don't think there will ever be a solution. You no solution. That's a very good point. So where do you see the where do you see this leaning in the next year, two years, five years? Where is it gonna go? The city is gonna be all most of the city, all the fishes are gonna move out. Not because of just like Sin or Shia. It's just because they're pushing on us from Muslims. their religion on us and we don't want to. Like, it's your religion. Stay with your religion. Don't bring it on other people. Your religion, I mean, what religion tell you to use a Christian person? It's like basically like back in the days when the blacks used to be slaves. You're trying to do Christians, you're slaves. That's not them. I mean, that's what I've seen from the people I know. Terrible situation. Why do we have it here? Why? Mm-hmm. Because Barack Obama, for eight straight years, flooded us with the warfare of the Middle East on our own soil. Why? Because it's part of the global agenda to absolutely destroy America, for America to submit to Sharia. And for the time being, this liberal, it's not even liberal, it's a Marxist agenda. They think they're going to use Sharia soldiers as the brown shirts that the Nazis used and they think that they're going to be able to then turn them off when, when the time is right. Doubt it highly. Yes? Trump in doing what he said he would do. Shocker. That all lies massacre real quiet today on the Muslim ban. Here are the top five countries with the largest Muslim population. You'll notice that not a single Muslim from these countries is banned from entering the United States. Oh, because don't confuse us with the facts, Paul Joseph Watson. Come on. a list of terror-linked countries that was created by... The Obama administration. Oh, you didn't know that. You just swallowed the frothing hysteria generated by the mainstream media yet again. Where were the protests? Where was the outrage when Obama banned all Iraqi refugees from entering the U.S. for six months back in 2011? Twice the amount of time they're banned for under this Trump executive order. Six times Obama banned migrants from mostly Muslim countries. And you were completely silent. Obama spent eight years dropping tens of thousands of bombs on Muslim countries. And you said absolutely nothing. He armed no, the he got a Nobel Peace Prize for creating the civil war in Syria that led to the refugee crisis. And most of you supported that. But Trump stops a handful of them from entering the U.S. And he's the dangerous racist Islamophobe. Despite the fact that refugee admissions under Trump over the course of 2017, around 50,000, will be in line with those admitted under previous administrations. Don't forget homophobe, misogynist, and bigot. Obama arming Saudi Arabia to slaughter Yemenis, yet now you're suddenly all concerned over Yemeni refugees. Give me a break. But Chuck Schumer's crying over Muslim migrants. This executive order... <laughs> We're going to have... The, you're going to have this forever and ever and ever. After he clown. supported the attack on Libya that led directly to the deaths 
of thousands of Muslim migrants. And how many of you virtue-signaling celebrity twats have actually read the executive order? President Donald Trump seems to have made me an alien. No, the executive order contains an exemption for individuals like you athletes or politicians, for example, to be allowed to enter the country. Again, read the frigging text before amplifying the hysterical backlash that is based on media manipulation and total delusion. Statistics. Just two Americans killed annually by Islamic jihadist immigrants. Okay, so one you conveniently only included up until 2014, leaving out the 2015 San Bernardino attack, where 14 Americans were killed by Tashfeen Malik, an Islamic jihadist immigrant, and here's another 20 vetted refugees who turned to terrorism after being allowed to enter America, and two, the reason why less Americans than Europeans have been killed by Islamic jihadist immigrants is because unlike Europe, America hasn't welcomed in millions of potential Islamic jihadist immigrants. President Trump's ban on refugees and immigrants from certain countries is shameful and cruel. Yeah, you're the guy who shared a stage with an ISIS supporter nine times and said that people in the West will have to live with terrorism. Go screw yourself. To those fleeing Over my dead body, go screw yourself. Unless you're a single male, in which case, you're not welcome. How to make terrorists, one, ban everybody from a certain group from entering the country, two, wait. So you're saying that Muslims will become terrorists because Trump offended them? Wait, I thought that terrorism had nothing to do with Islam. Yeah, that sounds pretty Islamophobic, if you ask me. And why would it be a good idea anyway to let in so many people who so easily resort to terrorism, as you admitted in your tweet, you utter moron. This group of people will turn crazy violent if they don't get what they want. So you should let them in. The assassination is taking such a long time. Right, so Trump's the bigot because he's persecuting refugees under the false pretext of preventing terrorism, and yet you want him to be assassinated by a terrorist. There are a billion and a half Muslims in the world. If we were all dangerous, you wouldn't be around to sign a Muslim ban. Is Trump supposed to be thankful to you for not assassinating him? Trump's order begins by invoking 9-11 three times. 9-11 hijackers were from Egypt, Saudi Arabia, UAE, and Lebanon. None of those countries banned. Well, A, they're considering adding more countries to the list, and B, you're saying that Trump's an unhinged dictator for banning Muslims, then asking him why he hasn't banned a hundred million more Muslims. Many people negatively affected by this policy from supporters of the US. They've done right, not wrong, and don't deserve to be rejected. Yeah, and 21% of Syrian refugees support ISIS. But let's just let them all in because a few Iraqi translators got held up at the airport. But despite everything I've said... One in five ISIS, support ISIS. Banning people from countries because of their religion is horrible, right? I mean, who would do such a thing? Oh, I don't know. How about the 16 Islamic countries that ban Israelis because of their religion? And where was the outcry when one of those countries, Saudi Arabia, left 300,000 air-conditioned tents that could house 3 million refugees sitting empty? This is what it comes down to. The left and the mainstream media would rather see innocent Americans die at the hands of Islamic terrorists they sure would. than allow Trump to be successful. The regressive left is a thousand times more outraged about this temporary travel ban created by the Obama administration in the first place than they are about actual Islamic terror attacks, than they are about the mangled bodies of dead children on the streets 
be they Westerners or Muslims. They're more outraged at this than all the Muslim acid attacks, honour killings, throwing gays off buildings, stoning female rape victims to death, put together. And they're all posing again, pretending to have the moral high ground because there were some protests. Protests that were bankrolled once again by George Soros, the guy who helped turn you in betcha. Jewish refugees to the Nazis. Yeah, there's your moral frigging high ground. And that's the truth about the Muslim ban. There isn't a Muslim ban. His own former partner, Jimmy Rogers, moved to Singapore to get the fuck away from this psychopath. Because he knew that George Soros was going off the deep end that George Soros was going to be unhinged. So their partnership ended. Really? Is that why he left? Jimmy Rogers? Oh, yeah. We're investigating a series of alleged terroristic threats made against people living in one neighborhood near Lake Calhoun. And Brett Hoffman is live in the newsroom now to explain what's going on. Brett? Well, Leah, I talked to a few neighbors who uh, told me throughout the week multiple young men have been harassing them. One woman even saying they threatened to kidnap and rape her. On any given day, you can see hundreds of people around Lake Calhoun. But after just moving to the neighborhood, this woman is keeping her identity hidden to protect herself from what happened on Monday. We couldn't get him out. We didn't know what to do. According to this Minneapolis police report, between 20 and 30 young men showed up in front of her house around 9.30 in the morning, and the comments turned to threats. They were screaming at their house that they were going to kidnap me and were going to rape you. It was just a, a very traumatizing experience. The report indicates that these guys were driving onto the sidewalk and on the lawn, all while shooting off bottle rockets and screaming. It's a scary thought, especially for those who have young children. Multiple neighbors even took cell phone video of the aftermath. Here you can see police talking with some of the young men. The entire neighborhood is up in arms. But it wasn't just Monday. Neighbors tell me these visitors have stopped by the last three days. But on Monday, the alleged attacks were much more personal. Any second thoughts about moving to this neighborhood? No. If you let them scare you, then they win. It needs to get nipped in the box before it gets any worse. Because the escalation that occurs over a matter of hours could potentially kill or harm somebody. I reached out to Minneapolis police for a comment. They told me this is an active investigation and the department is taking it very seriously. How would you like that? To be terrorized in your own neighborhood, in your neighborhood. by your at in your own America. house in by America. People who don't even who don't even who have no here. business being belonging here. Nope. No business. None. There's no gratitude. No, 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 they won't work. They will not work. My grandfather on my father's side came over, and was grateful. Worked his ass off. Put two sons. Two sons went to college. They taught my my own my grand that grandfather of mine. It took him a long time to learn to read. He learned by reading newspapers. He learned by listening to television. But he worked his ass off. And one son through the GI Bill went to Wharton, and another on scholarship. There was no money to be had. I don't know where this comes from. There was no money to be had for resettlement. The problem is the problem is that during the days of the great uh, European immigrations of the 20th century, every single religious ethnic group had its own benevolent societies. How about 
<clears throat> there was for the resettling of Jews, Allied Jewish Appeal. There was the Knights of Columbus for Christians. How about there, 91 for Catholics? For Middle Hold on a moment. There were so many organizations for Germans, Poles, Ukrainians, Lithuanians that were set up to help get jobs, housing, clothing. But see, if the federal government's willing to do it, then these organizations shrink back and they find more value in helping people in other parts of the world. These these social groups lost their their foundation because the US government, the federal government, encroached and became a giant nanny welfare state. We have to go back to the days when these immigrants but Saudi Arabia is doing their job. They're funding the shit out of them. The Gulen Foundation funding the shit out of these mosques and organizations. Saudi Arabia is funding the, the building of the mosques all across the United States. We had to turn them into Arthur Treacher fishing ships. So the Middle Eastern Muslims in the United States, 91%, again, 91% receive food stamps. 91% receive food stamps. 73% on Medicare. 73% on Medicaid. Medicaid. Medicaid, that's better than what we get. We don't even get that. 68% on cash welfare. 68% on cash welfare. This is your tax-paying money, America. This should go to you. And and they're giving it to people who are killing our citizens. Point. The federal government has usurped the social organizations, the religious (laughs) organizations. It's our money. We're a bankrupt nation. And we're we're sitting here spending fortunes. These people are, they what don't even want to work. And if you bring them. On what? What percent? On what? Getting money? 68%. Cash. Cash welfare. Cash. You don't, you mean and to tell me it's not a getting check? On Medicaid? Medicaid, 70, 73%. 73%. Uh huh. On Medicaid. And 91% receive food stamps. I know people starving in this country can't even get food stamps. They aren't even making, they can't even get food stamps. And these are American citizens who worked their entire life, their grandparents, their parents, their grandparents, and great-grandparents, all paid into the system. These people haven't paid five cents into the system. If you think they're going to, you're crazy because you can't bring people here who don't understand your culture at all, zero, day, don't understand anything, and you give them everything, and then you're going to ask them to go to work? Good luck. Why would they? Good luck. Yeah, why, why would, would they? they? They'll start a war. They'll start rioting. Are you? Are we nuts? Are we that nuts? We're, are we that building, gone? First of all, these people don't work where they come from. No kidding. They lay around they all day 30, and they 40, kill the, 50% I mean, the unemployment. Um, they're coming here. They you rob, think they're they gonna steal, create they jobs? cheat. Yeah, good luck. You see them in Dearborn robbing the, in those damn outfits they wear. I don't know what the hell you call those. It. like a Halloween costume of a horror show with the black and the little peanut eyes popping out. The women go in there and they rob the stores. They put everything in those outfits. You come in my store, you're taking it off. I remember when I was in a gonna be bank in Santa Fe. I had a black sweatshirt hoodie and black sunglasses. Walked in, 
and the lady at the teller stood up on her chair, whatever she did, screamed at the top of her lungs for me to take off the uh, the sweat hat and the glasses. Is she going to be doing that to the Burkas? No, because it's not politically correct. Well, too fucking bad. This is the mental illness in America. This is the mental illness. And if she were to stand up and scream at them, she'd be fired for discrimination. But a blind guy wearing sunglasses has to take off his glasses. Go on. Go on to what? What you got? I, I don't even... This is a very nice story. 41 years ago. Now, she's the, this, now this was at the pro-life um, rally. Oh. A struggling couple arrived in America. They left their country, entrusted their two children, which they wouldn't see for another five years, in the care of family members to come here to the land of opportunity. It was inconvenient for them to find out that they were pregnant with their third because both had to work multiple jobs to make ends meet. Some would say it would have been easier for them to have an abortion. But this couple had to make a difficult choice. Protect the life of their child or always wonder what might have been. John Greenliff Whittier wrote, of all the sad words of the tongue or the pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. Each child born and unborn has the potential to open up our world and take us to places and spaces we have never imagined. Each living child carries with him or her the potential for greatness. A child born today may become a doctor that cures cancer or Alzheimer's. That child may be the astronaut that takes the world to Mars or a CEO that leads a global business. That child may become a friend that saves the peer from suicide. Or a mom who strengthens her family, a neighbor that volunteers and eradicates hunger, or a teacher who inspires a struggling student. Every time we kill a child through abortion, we kill our potential.
right on. Republican woman elected to Congress. <clears throat> That's an amazing story. More than that. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I just have over over the past week, liberals have been a ma- massive fit over President Trump's crackdown with illegals coming to the America. But now the left will have a brand new thing, if this is true, to be irate about. After what was leaked about the president's last executive order, now every single illegal who is caught collecting a welfare check is about to have their lives completely destroyed with a single swipe of our president's pen. I hope so. Under Obama, any illegal, listen to this, under Barack Obama, any illegal who came to to America could immediately apply and get on welfare. Thanks to the sanctuary cities across America concealing the identity of these degenerates from federal agents. But President Trump believes that just like immigrating to our country, welfare is a privilege, not a right. 
And unfortunately for these illegals, they're about to get a brutal taste of life under President Trump, who I support 150%. If they're even caught collecting a welfare check, according to the leak information from President Trump's latest executive order, any illegal found to be living on welfare would immediately have their asses packed up, shipped back to their homeland. Oh, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> Don't you? Of course. Well, of course. Right. The administration. That's, that Look, let the Saudis create soup kitchens. Let the Kuwaitis let create them take care of their soup own. kitchens and take care of their own. Right. Let them teach their people and give them the skills they need to work. But let me tell you something. That's what these, these Saudis do. It's pure welfare. Their country. But the we're not. That's not us. The average person who's not a Saudi gets 3000 dollars uh, a month and they're not able to really maintain that any longer because the cost of the oil, uh, oil has gone into the crapper That's so they, these problem. people have set up an entire welfare culture rather than teach people to fish rather than give them a meal this is the Saudi business model bribe them give them just enough money and pay no attention to the fact that the Saudi princes drive around in their uh, Ferraris and their Rolls Royce. Oh, and their children. And their children do, All and they have their, their have their harems, mm-hmm. and they live the, like the kings they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Because it's a phony political system. It's a phony religion. Because the Brits put a guy in and make him a king. Now he's a king. What a joke. But only the Brits could do that. Believe in a degenerate monarchy in the first place based upon incest. Now we have radical Islam sort in executive style murder of Denver official. Execution style murder. Jihad materials found in back backpack. Wonderful. Well, they got tasers. Did the tasers stop them? The fact that our young people have such a disrespect for the rule of law is horrifying. That, that our police have to go through this. This is what they say. Not your badge, not your uniform, not your paycheck from the government. What makes your cop otherwise? not yours. These people are sick. And this is the left. 
This is what our public schools have been educating, and this is why Betsy DeVoe has to be a homicide bomber to the Department of Education. There is no justification in the universe for our federal government to have a Department of Education. There are 50 states in America, and every freaking city in the 50 states have their own stupid-ass Board of Education because it's like you've got to reinvent the wheel in 50 states all across America and every city and town in Hamlet because we can't even agree that reading, writing, and arithmetic is foundational, that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Articles of Confederacy and the 13 colonies and all their political, uh, the political writings, the fact that our our children know nothing about the founding of this country, the principles of this country. I know even in high school, we studied constitutional law. No, we studied important constitutional cases. They call it con law but we never studied the Constitution. That's what's so astounding to me. These people don't know the Constitution. And one stupid-ass course in 11th or 12th grade is a little late. Young people in America have to be educated with the very foundations of our civilization can't rely upon a 12th grade class or uh, uh, the kids to take it in college because curriculum is thrown out the window. Kids can take anything they want to these days in college, and they wind up with degrees that are useless. What else you got there? Not, nothing. I don't have anything there. I'm done. Then we can... you got two minutes. I don't know what your issue is. What my issue is? <laughs> You got two minutes. There you go. I told you the person's name is J O S H U A C U N N I N G S. Coming, coming. Is shoot is being shot at sort in an executive Sorry. style um, murder of R T D R T D contract contract security officer Scott Van L A N K E N in. Denver on Tuesday. Cunning walked up behind Lankin while he C U M M I N G S Cummings, okay. Walked up walked up behind Lucan while he was ta- taking to talking to two women and shot him in the head. Cunning posted several tweets critical of police before the shooting. And this guy walks up and just Shoot. blows a man's head off. Yep. He's 37-year-old. They catch him? Yeah, yeah. Two sources, Denver, that investigators found jihadist materials in his backpack, and those materials are now being investigated. This is everywhere now. That's what the death penalty is for. We are not rich enough that we can afford to put these people in prison for 30, 40, 50 years. You execute a cop, and... You you should expect a death penalty. Not to go away for the rest of your life. We can't afford that. No. We can't. This is, we can bring them here. A rock brought them here and we don't want them. 
Well, you've been listening to another fine show called Propaganda.Earth. Propaganda.Earth is supported by the blog and the products at the blog, and that's a .store domain, www.propagandaearth.store. There you can find pre-probiotics for your blood type. Try them. Support your health, support that of your family, and support the show. We also have their delicious sip right for your type T. Whether you're an O and A, a B or an AB, we have a sip right for your type T, exactly for your blood type. All of our best. Good night. Vaya con Dios. And God bless America.